0: What is up Steelers nation? Thank you so much for jumping on to some all Steelers talk live from Latrobe, Pennsylvania here at St. Vincent College recapping day one of Pittsburgh Steelers training camp with my main, man, man, Steven Thompson. Find us on youtube.com slash all Steelers talk subscribe anywhere you get your podcast. Like I said, we are coming live every single day here from latrobe pennsylvania at some point mark the great mark bully you know he might make his way over here but we'll we'll wait on that one as the steelers hit the field and uh the excitement definitely grew shout out to everybody who came up and said what's up or gave us a shout out from the stands we appreciate and love every single one of you guys If i missed you i'm so sorry make sure to do it again tomorrow Now we will uh make sure to to say what's up how was uh how are your thoughts on day one here
1: hot humid uh i really <laughs> i i forgot how bad it gets you know standing out in that field in the sun you know when i was walking over real cloudy right as i got over to the sideline heaven's open up and the sun is beating down <laughs> on my neck so we'll bring some sunscreen next time we'll dress a little more appropriately but it was a good day yeah it it, fun to be back out here
0: definitely a good day uh the sun definitely strong i have sunscreen in my truck but uh i don't i don't i don't do the sunscreen thing i just, I just <laughs> okay i just roast until okay, it i'm done yeah. roasting um, and, and there it is. Uh, for everybody who has questions, make sure to toss them in the chat. We'll make sure to answer every single one of them. We'll be on for about half hour or so answering everything we could. Day one was awesome. No pads, so there's still a waiting game before we kind of get a, the full experience here at La Trobe. What were your – did you have a big takeaway? Did you have a, a big, oh, okay, that stood out to me here on day one? Well, it just
1: seems like there's kind of some – you know, and this is kind of natural on day one, but some kind of pent up energy. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. excited to compete. Yeah. Uh, everyone's excited to actually go against someone and play something resembling live football, even if it's not in pads. You at least get to line up across from someone. Receivers get to run routes uh, against DBs. DBs get to cover. So that was the part I had the most fun watching, um, especially in seven on seven. Like you know, Cody White continues to be Mr. August, making plays uh, out here in Latrobe. He looked really good, but, yeah. you know, it's no pads, but it's still fun to watch guys, you know, diving after balls and, and you know, making hard cuts and, and making catches. It's it's a good time.
0: Yeah, it definitely is, and I, I think you still could see that. I, you know, you're not going to get the Broderick Jones, Dan Moore Jr. will be the biggest storyline of camp once the pads come on, of, <laughs> oh, who's starting at left tackle, uh, Isaac Ciamolo and what we see in him. Right from the jump is going to be big as well. Najee Harris and is whether or not he'll be the next, you know, Derrick Henry, like some people talk about. That, that that's going to be huge. But none of that happens until you put pads on. For right now, it's just what can we see from the quarterbacks? What can we see from the wide receivers? I think a couple of guys stood out. Cody White was a big one. Um, Elijah Riley, my boy Elijah Riley, came up with INT. Yeah. You know, I keep talking about good old Elijah Riley. I think he's he possesses everything that the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking for. He didn't get first-team reps. I think that was significant. Who did get first-team reps was Duke Dawson, who was the first slot cornerback out there. That shocked me a little bit, followed Mm -hmm. by Trey Norwood. Did you see that coming? Do you think either one of those – you think it was – you know, we're just going to test everybody out. You kind of look at it like, oh, maybe they do see something in either one of these guys.
1: Well, I think they do. I mean, they must, you know, Mike Tomlin told us not to read too much into who's Mm -hmm. taking first team reps, who's taking second, you know, on and on and on. They're just Mm -hmm. trying to get some looks at some guys and some in some groupings. But yeah, I came into today kind of expecting Elijah Riley, like you said, to be kind of that first guy out there, um, at least in the slot corner spot. But there's a long way to go. Um, You know, they're going to experiment with some more guys out there that you know duke dawson is going to get in there uh you know other guys are going to as well trey norwood and eventually patrick peterson too but it seems like they're easing guys in. it was a good start for for duke dawson i thought duke dawson played pretty well um playing yeah. with that first team um i didn't expect it but you know good for him coming out there making some plays um you got a pretty good day, you know. Elijah Riley kind of <laughs> confirming a lot of your a lot of your hopes and dreams. You Look, know, I'm, gonna, would... I'm
0: gonna be a big Elijah Riley guy mm-hmm. until the end. I think that he is exactly what the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking for in that slot. Do I think it's gonna be any of them? I think week one, when they roll a slot corner out there, it'll be Patrick Peterson. Yeah. That'll be the guy. But they're gonna keep somebody else, at least in my mind. And Elijah Riley is physical. He's got the coverage abilities, he's been here long enough. I just I just think that Elijah just fits exactly what they're looking for compared to everybody else. Channon uh, Sullivan was a name and we got a question here from invisible lats. Great name. <laughs> great name. Uh, didn't hear anything about Channon Sullivan. No, didn't at all. He was on the sidelines. Didn't notice that. I will say that, you know, like Minka Fitzpatrick didn't practice today and, Mike Tomlin just kind of said, "Well, that was just
1: yeah." He he won't like because Mike Tomlin also said, "You know, you might not see a lot of Deontay Johnson or Kenny too. Like those guys are going to get a certain amount of reps. They are not going to be the guys who are you know starring at training camp or dominating training camp. They're guys that, as Mike Tomlin put it, you kind of know what you're getting from them. You know what you're going to get when the season comes." So. Their work is going to be on the periphery. It's going to be in the in the film room. It's going to be on the sideline. It's going to be in walkthrough, going over plays, and it's not going to be physical reps, a whole lot of it, out on the field. So, yes. yeah, it's going to be some lesser names that you know. Uh, it's going to be guys who are flying under the radar a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Shannon uh, Sullivan was not one of those guys who I thought was in that category, but we still didn't see a lot of him out on the field today.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know what the issue was, if there was an issue. There's nobody on the pup list, so – Right. As of right now, you can't assume that it's an injury, but you could look at it and say, "Well, maybe they do want to test out Duke Dawson. Maybe they do want to test out Trey Norwood, and it might be a rotational thing." I kind of look at it's so early yeah. that you have to look at the slot cornerback competition, or really any cor- any competition right now, and just say, "Yeah, okay, really good that they have an idea, but that idea is so." rough draft right like it's it there's nothing laid in stone there's there's nothing permanent about anybody who's going to be on the field right now it's just duke dawson's got to get first team reps because they have to see if he could actually compete trey norwood's a name that i think they like i think they've liked trey norwood since he since he got here i talked to him today and it was kind of crazy we realized that him miles killebrew and minka are the only three guys in that secondary that have been here as long as he has that's wow yeah that's... crazy right only enter in year three so he's got the experience in the defense you just look at him and you know you think that if this is going to be an opportunity they want to make sure he's involved in that opportunity do i think it's going to work out i don't know but you know they, they are gonna they're gonna take that the offensive side of the ball your boy anthony mcfarland yeah the bay.
1: he really did uh he the biggest play of the day, I think, on you know, kind of at any point during the day, I think came in seven on seven. He beat yes. Cole Holcomb up the sideline, and I forget who threw the ball. It might have been Kenny, uh, but perfectly placed ball right in a tight window with the safety coming over the top two. Uh, but McFarland makes a great catch diving along the sideline. Um, I'm a huge Anthony McFarland fan, I just love his speed. I think there is some room, even if he's not, you know, taking a bunch of carries every week, there is some room for him. Uh, on this roster, is that third running back? I, in my mind, it's 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 not a slam dunk, but he has got to be the easy favorite to get that third string running back spot. And I really just, I, I love that he got off to a good start today, um, and, and I really hope he keeps it up because. I'm a big fan. I think he can bring something really good to this offense. His speed is is not something that's common on this offense. I, yes. I think I brought that up a lot. Like, Steelers might need – the Steelers are going to go for power this year. You know, they are going to be about run the football, playing aggressively. They're going to – they're built in the trenches. But you do need some speed somewhere. And I think Anthony
0: McFarlane can give you that every once in a while when you need it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I think that that's what – so that's what they tried last year, and I think they really wanted Anthony McFarlane to find that mold for himself last last offseason where it's Anthony McFarlane spread out wide. He's in the slot. He's catching footballs out of the backfield. like yep. He's doing what Anthony McFarlane does best, mm-hmm. and that's just be a versatile player. He's He's just athletic. He's yep. an athlete. You know, he plays running back, but. He doesn't possess this the in my opinion, he doesn't have the greatest vision out mm-hmm. of the backfield. So it gets a little tough there. He came into the NFL super raw. Yeah. But he's an athlete and he's really good at just being an athlete. So let him go. Last year, he unfortunately fell to the Jalen Warren explosion. Right. You know, you can't keep a guy who you don't really necessarily know if he is an RB2 because or or over a guy who you clearly see as your RB2. This year, I think it's the same thing. Like, Anthony McFarlane has the tools. He has the opportunity. The Steelers want him to win that job, in my opinion. And... Unless Alfonso Graham or Darius Haggins or Jason Huntley like explode onto the scene mm-hmm. and just do something wild, I think it's very difficult for anybody else to kind of overtake that. I will say I put Alfonso Graham in my 53 man roster prediction coming into camp, but that's just more like you got to take a shot in the dark somewhere when you're doing yeah. those things. Yeah. And Alfonso Graham seems like the easiest choice there. But again, like to go out and find an undrafted running back star. Two years in a row—that—that uh, that is a tall task, I right?
1: Right, and the odds are starting in your favor. But I think you make yes. a good point about Anthony McFarland's opportunity here, because I think Najee Harris is one of those guys who we know what we're getting in him. So you're not yes. going to see a whole lot of him at training camp. There are going to be a ton of snaps open. I, mean, I think Jalen Warren might even fall into that category too, where you yes. kind of know what you're getting out of him. So they're going to look further down the depth chart. You got 90 guys here. You got what? They got four running backs behind him.
0: B- behind Najee or behind, behind
1: Jalen, behind it's four. It's four, four. Yeah. You got a lot of guys that you got to sort through over, you know, not a long period of time. So I think as this week progresses, as these guys kind of flow more in the offense, as they learn what they're doing, as they're getting more comfortable, you're going to see more reps. And then we're going to actually see, okay, who's capable of performing at this level. Once guys get their feet wet, then we'll be able to see them really run. And then
0: we can see who can separate themselves. Yes. I 100% agree speaking of speed and separating yourself the Steelers tried desperately today to get Calvin Austin involved in the deep game desperately yeah. they, there was one play for Calvin Austin and it was run as fast as you can down the field against anybody and we will throw you the football twice it was against Joey Porter Jr. twice ended up ball on the ground yeah. I think I think they tried it three times maybe four didn't catch any of them and, and I don't I think one of them was on him. One yeah. of them, it was a it was a throw from Mitch, who you know we got a comment right here that Mitch balled out. I think my, Mitch had a great day.
1: I think Mitch did. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, like Mitch looked very good. But Calvin, his his deep ball to Calvin was pretty on the money actually, yeah. and to to throw 40, 50 yards over a six two corner to, to a five a, nine corner, yeah, that is impressive. And uh, he just didn't he didn't come down with it, bobbled it, it, popped out. Second one, Joey Porter Jr. got his hand on it but it does look like they're going to try, you know, they're just looking at Calvin and saying, well, if he's going to be the speed, we're going to do what we do best with speed. And we're just going to throw the football
1: deep. And I mean, this is the closest thing, Anthony, or uh, excuse me, Calvin Austin is the closest thing to real football. Anthony or Calvin Austin has played in (laughs) literally two years. Like he hasn't played in a real football game for two years. Yes. Uh, so this is going to be a process I think for Calvin. Um, I think I maybe had too high of expectations for him coming into this, uh, it it was not really his best day, and it was also, I mean, lo, like, I, I'm just not sure if I love that, you know, putting him on the outside, you know.
0: I agree. I don't know why you're doing that. Like, I, like I get it. I want you, I I want to utilize Calvin Austin as a deep threat. Yeah. But don't just make him a deep threat. Like, don't. The the objective is not, okay, well, he's fast, so just run straight. Right. Like, that's what they did with, that was the biggest thing with with George Pickens last year is George Pickens had one route and it was a go route and he just ran it time and time again. Whereas that doesn't work. You know, that's not anybody. And if you're that athletic and that fast, you don't is where you could use your speed i mean last year we were here i believe you were here with me calvin austin catches a screen on the sideline takes it 65 yeah. yards stands go crazy didn't see any of that yeah. none of that today
1: yeah, let's put him in space let's let him make a play like let's not put it all on the quarterback and and count on the you know 60 receiver to to mess up one time let's let's let calvin austin do what he do let's put him in some more advantageous shine um uh- I think the other thing is we shouldn't be counting on Calvin to make spectacular plays against physically overpowering. Yes, uh, I think you can do what. You can try to try to create situations where he's matched up on a linebacker and has a speed advantage and have happy... you on the outside and having run a lot of simple route is not setting him up to fail, but it's you know. There's only so much you can hope for when you do that. Yeah,
0: yeah. The second I saw him lined up against Corey Trice, yeah. I was like, "Oh, we got the wrong idea of what we're trying to do here." The size difference was awesome. It was awesome. Before
1: they get into their stance and things are more even <laughs> when they're just standing there, you
0: kind of realize how short because Calvin be standing amongst you know us writers normal. Stuff. Yeah, normal. I'm looking him right in the eyes. <laughs>
1: right. but then he goes to step out on an NFL football field. Oh, right. Yeah. He's
0: a place, right? Yeah. You're five, seven. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, let's talk about, uh, I honestly, I don't, did he even catch the football?
1: Yeah. Quiet day from George. I didn't see much, uh, if anything from him, he was, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, I mean, he, I, I didn't, I didn't see. I don't know why I can't lie to you guys. Like I, I'm sure he did some nice things, but you know, especially I think in the team drills, he just, I, I didn't see him catch the football. Um, ran some nice routes but the ball just wasn't coming his way I'm sure that'll change uh with time uh, I think he I think this was another period where they were looking a little bit further down the depth chart and uh you know pickens just wasn't really part of the picture right now because there were I, I feel like there weren't a ton of first team offensive guys that got a lot of guys that you expect.
0: Yeah, 100%. Just so everybody knows, uh, or just so that you know, because I know you're not looking at the laptop right now, uh, Steven is looking jacked. Huh, I've never
1: been described as jacked. Well. That, <laughs> that, is, that is not something that has ever been said about Steven.
0: Thank you. It's appreciated. It's definitely appreciated. No? That's that's okay. That's okay. Um, Yeah, I agree. George Pickens, a quiet day. Didn't really... Deontay had a great grab on the sideline, Man. came down. Scary moment injury looked like a quick injury Um pop back up was back in the game no no biggie there yeah um but george was george was just was quiet you know yeah. but Allen robinson was too pat Fryermuth was too you didn't really see a mu- uh, much of these guys yeah. you know kenny pickett was out there but it kind of felt like it was just like okay kind of like establish some ground get the body moving yeah get the fans going yeah you know not really a ton i if we're being honest i i think i noticed mitch play more than any other quarterback out oh there.
1: for sure and yeah. i feel
0: like that was just because like there's no pads on there's yeah. no there's no hard anything right now it yeah. is just warm your body up get yeah. going and you know I-
1: so first of all alan robinson in the limited you know portion we did see of him he's a lot faster than i think i imagined he was you know he's got some quick twitch he's got some speed to him i think that was interesting also i that they kind of put him on the move and they uh, had him rolling out of the pocket and kind of making plays with his legs.
0: We're getting comments that you're cutting out bad. Yeah, let's see.
1: Any better? I don't know. Um, but I, I liked what they did with Mitch and kind of getting him out of getting him on his feet and getting him rolling out and, and making plays with his legs. I think that's where he, he kind of looked at his best and where he was kind of improvising a little bit and able to read the field a little bit better. So I think that helped him a lot today.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I don't – my thing with Mitch is like – when there are no pads on, don't ever run. If you're a quarterback, just extend the play, yeah. throw it. But his deep ball looks real good, like yeah. very, very good. And, and he just looked reactive. He looks a lot calmer. Like a year ago, we were here, and you're looking at a guy, a, a situation where he's competing for the starting job, understands the situation that he's in, where right. it's a first-round quarterback, things are not great, and chances are if he is the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's a year max lot of pressure this year he's coming in there he's the backup quarterback you know worst case scenario he's the starter but that's cool you know like there's no there's no pressure there um and i think that's a lot that brought a lot more confidence out in him um
1: yeah the expectations are miles lower for him and and i think the there's a lot less tension for him feeling like he's got to be the guy right away uh you know and that i think was big for him just being able to 'cause I don't know i I have to imagine the last few years have really uh really weighed on him and have kind of made it tough for him to play loose and play you know the kind of football that he would play you know when he was in college or when he was in high school, you know, feel like he was actually having fun playing this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure the tension and the pressure kind of mounted, so you know I think it's it's good for him that he can play a little bit looser uh and, and you know just be himself and and get put in some better
0: situations. Yeah, 100%. Uh shout out uh, our boy Mark Kaboli. Hi guys, love your work. <laughs> um, you know, maybe one day we'll get Mark on the live stream. Maybe that'll maybe that'll be a thing for everybody who doesn't know who Mark Kaboli is. He's only uh maybe someday we'll get big time enough for him. But no way. <laughs> <laughs> Um <laughs> He does go on locked on, so I do take that as a slap in the face a little bit. Well, wow. wow. we're not cool enough. I think Carter better Thank you. Oh, well, I do too. So, Thank you. Um, toss or questions. I apologize that we don't sound the greatest. We will fix that for tomorrow moving forward. Um, what other questions you guys have? I think the the only other big thing that that I had coming out of today was I got to see a little bit more on the inside linebackers when it comes to coverage. That was the biggest issue last year. It's been the biggest issue for years now is, you know, Robert Spillane was the answer when it was third and long and yeah. you were looking for somebody to cover a tight end or a running back or whoever. And the only time I noticed Cole Holcomb today is when he got smoked by Anthony McFarland, and yeah. that was, that was worrisome.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, we kind of walked into training camp this year thinking that might be a problem once again. Um, but yeah, it's just concerning. And it'll continue to be a concern as long as, as long as they don't play well in coverage. Cause it's not like it's, it's not like any NFL team is just not going to target that just because the Steelers are bad at it. It's going to continue to be a problem until they find an answer. Yes, I will say I'm interested to see. I didn't see much of Keanu Neal this uh, today at practice, so I'll be interested to see him kind of get some reps and see how he can mix in possibly as that that hybrid safety and linebacker, and just see what their plans are for him. So uh, there's some potential, there's some solutions, but you know, right now it's not looking very good.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, like Ke- uh, Keanu. Played a little safety, Demonte KZ. Those were like starting safeties, I guess. But I do want to see Keanu at inside linebacker, yes. or at least like move into the box. You know, like right. I, I think what was interesting is at times I noticed where they had two slot corners and one inside linebacker. I don't know what the, I'm not a formations guy. I'm not great with formations, but that's something unique that I do not recall. Mm-hmm. Um, would love to see Keanu Neal in that in that package. Would love to see him playing in in the boxes. I guess you would call it a slot with somebody else out there, and just I think that could be. Very, very, very dangerous. Um, heard Nick Herbig got some sacks. How did he look? Tough to judge outside linebackers, I think, right. right now without pads on just because it's a lot of hand work, a lot of foot placement, but it's not like, you know, when the pads come on and you're lined up against Dan Moore Roderick Broderick Jones right. or Chukes Korfor and you get an opportunity to really, like, put your hand in their face and they get to put a hand in your face, it's going to yeah. be a different st- story. I will say that Herbig had a great mini camp, like a mm-hmm. phenomenal mini camp. So, bringing that here is exciting. I think I think Herbig's I mean he's, he's got the size issue, but I'm I'm excited for what he could bring.
1: Yeah, I'm excited too, but I will say, you know, considering the size issue, not being in pads is something that's going to play to Nick Herbig's strengths. Um that's going to play to his favor um when he can use the speed a little bit more, get around guys, um who knows when they actually hit if if that's going to keep up, but yeah, I mean I mean promising start you know today was you know y- you take what you can from today which is not much but yeah there's there's something there i think there definitely is something there and i think uh you know kind of the fact that they've got some guys in front of him take some pressure off of him uh yeah. I- i'll just be interested to see you know next week how things shake out when he's when he's really starting to, to play
0: yeah 100 uh so something else i want to touch on here uh little mitchell so freaking excited for us this year omar has done a masterful job omar um, oh, wait, aren't Nick Herbig and Mika exactly the same size? Um, they, they might be, I'm not hundred percent on that one. What I do know is that if they, if they are, it you can't, you can't look at that as like anything at all, really. You know what, who Micah Parsons is as a player is just, that's a whole other level of yeah. that's, that's a, that's a TJ Watt type level. You know what I mean? Like, and maybe Nick could get there. But you can't you can't look at the size comparison and say oh well he's gonna be a he's gonna be a monster too.
1: Well, because even Micah had the college production that I don't think Nick had in a similar way. Like, yes, yeah. I think Micah alleviated some concerns about his size in that sense, yes. uh, in a way that Nick didn't. You know, so yeah. that's not to say that we count out Nick automatically, but uh, I. I yeah, think just, I'm not going to compare him to my. Yeah, you can't you
0: can't use that as a baseline. But but I do see where you're coming from. Where it's like you know try to try to limit the concern. I'm not really concerned about his size. So you know I'm not I'm not I'm never going to come in here. There's a lot of people I talk to who are like, yeah, well the arm size. I mean Derek's one of them. Derek mm-hmm. talks about it all the time. I just don't I don't view it the same way. I want to see talent on the field. And so far, what I've seen from him, pretty good. Um, Mitchell says so. Freaking excited for us this year. Omar has done a masterful job. Omar did talk today. I had some big things to say. I think the biggest thing for me was that last year, this team felt like everybody understood. I mean, Deontay said it a couple of times that they were in a rebuild this year. Every time you talk to somebody, it's like, yeah, there's a real good vibe going on right now. This is yeah. this is a team I feel very confident in. And I've said it a couple of times. We've talked about it a number of times. And there's just a different feel to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think that was my biggest takeaway from Omar today. Yeah.
1: Yeah, last year some positions felt kind of patchwork in certain ways and it felt yes. like you were bridging kind of the Ben era to to the next year and the rookie class from last year was going to lay the foundation for what they're building next. Yes. In year 2, you can kind of feel like well, and I, I mean also winning, uh, I believe it was 7 of 9 after the bye week, yep. that helps. Like that rookie class really impacted winning in a really tangible way uh and Mike Tomlin talked a little bit about momentum and, you know, does it carry over from year to year and you don't really know, but, you're kind of hopeful that it does and you're kind of hopeful that you watch what a team does uh, when they're really young during their rookie years in the, in the NFL and you watch them be fairly successful in the second half of the year. And you can't help, but get excited going into the next year. You, you count on improvement year to year and, and you get hopeful. You can't help, but get excited. And I think also this year, just plainly on paper, the pieces fit together a little bit more. There's a clear direction of what they want to do and who they want to be. And that just translates to excitement and especially in a division that feels somewhat wide open, you know, this is, it's a time to be excited. And I think that's only that hype is only going to build and we'll see what happens during week one. But I think people have every right to to get excited about this team right now.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I 100% agree. I mean, I love the quote where he said that they went into the offseason, they had a vision, him, Mike and Art Rooney sat down, created their vision of what they saw the Pittsburgh Steelers of in 2023. And They went out and they got it. And I think that that's, you know, something to be excited. Look, there are a lot of question marks about this team. Kenny is hands down the biggest one. Um, But there are both sides of the football. Plenty of concerns, plenty of questions, plenty of things we have to see. I just think that right now, just in a very mild sense, a year ago, we were not optimistic about the Pittsburgh Steelers. And And I'm not Super Bowl optimistic about the Pittsburgh Steelers, but... I could tell you that if somebody said, do you think the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to make the playoffs a year ago? I would have said no. Yeah. This year I would say, I think, I think they got it. I think they got a good shot. I think they got a good chance.
1: Yeah, there's like a clear first and second tier, at least in the AFC. And the Steelers are as good as any of those teams. Like, you know, between like Miami, New York, uh, who else? The Chargers. Um, Like there are a bunch of teams that they are on very even footing with that they'll be competing directly with for playoff spots.
0: Um, Uh, Shout out Mitchell. Haven't missed a home game in 10 years. The 57th crew fan club at the Jumbotron. That's sick. That's super cool. We'll look out for you. Yeah, for real. Uh, Darnell Washington, pushing anybody around today. Didn't see Didn't see much Darnell Washington. I Actually, uh, I will say that what I noticed about Darnell Washington was that Connor Hayward and Pat Fryermuth were really kind of working in with that first team. Yeah. Darnell I saw a lot with the second team. Didn't see much of Zach entry, at yeah. least that I noticed. Yeah. Um, but I think that that kind of showed exactly where the Steelers are going to start this tight end vision, you yeah. know, of – we want Pat to be a receiving tight end. We want Connor to be a receiving tight end. We want Darnell to be that big body that's right. just going to mess people up,
1: right? And that's the thing, you know, they're not in pads right now, so I think they might be waiting a little bit to for you know Darnell to actually be allowed to hit people. You yes, know? Yeah, yeah, he can Come only Tuesday, put.
0: That's a different story,
1: right? He can push around you know a sled as much as he wants here, but that doesn't mean anything until. You know he's actually facing off against someone else who's wearing pads, and there's some some even ground for him to push people around on. So check back with us next week, and, and we might be able to share with you some
0: Darnell Washington really hit. Darnell beach. Washington's gonna be scary next week. I am very, I'm very, I'm very excited, very excited about it. I saw him and Broderick Jones line up together just to like do like a quick blocking drill, and right. immediately I was just like, oh, that's gonna look good.
1: It's it's crazy how Kenny might be.
0: Uh, Kenny might not even be able to see over those two guys. Like <laughs> they- <laughs> I could tell you, I can tell you what. If, if Calvin Austin plays a little backfield like Najee Harris says, yeah. he's not gonna see anything. Najee said that. I didn't. I missed that. Yeah, during minicamp he said that. Uh, said that. I like that. You could you could see a little Calvin in the backfield. Me too. I don't know how I feel about that, but it depends on how you use him. You know, like yeah. if I was playing Madden, do a little end around, do a little shuffle pass, that's cool. Yeah, work, yeah. I don't know if I'm like handed on the ball <laughs> at the middle. You know, I <laughs> yeah. don't know if three I yards and a I'm cloud
1: out. of dust from Calvin Austin. Yeah, man.
0: yeah, could be a little scary, but um, but yeah, no, next week's gonna be a good one. I think with that, we answered all the questions, feeling, feeling good. Day one, you know, day one's day one, not a lot to talk about, but it's the first time they stepped on a football field in over a month. You feel very good about things. Football is officially back. This is not OTAs. This is not mini camp. This is a training camp in a week and a half, two weeks. There are preseason games in three weeks, four weeks. We're, we're, we're talking, it's we're talking 49ers, full blown week one football, um, saw junior just to give you a little recap we did talk about Calvin earlier but wasn't I don't want to say it was a bad day didn't really spark any interest had a couple of deep balls all three of them ended up in drops which was I wouldn't say drops at least a drop on one incomplete incompletes on all of them um, but if you want a little bit deeper I'd just go back a little bit we dove into that one day two is gonna bring more excitement the weekend's gonna have even more excitement Tuesday comes around whew, things are gonna get real real fast we appreciate everybody jumping on we're going to come live every single day like we said from latrobe from latrobe excuse me saint vincent college bringing you guys everything we see throughout the day make sure to subscribe to us on youtube youtube.com slash all Steelers talk like this video find us anywhere you get your podcasts for pods every monday wednesday and friday and my Steelers to go monday through friday appreciate all of you guys enjoy what's hopefully a beautiful day in the bird because it's a beautiful day here in latrobe peace